five o'clock somewhere, if I might say so myself. Welcome to the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Casey, what's going on, brother? Man, just looking outside at the nice weather that we're having right now and uh, and wondering why it's got to rain every single weekend. We got rained out last weekend, getting ready to rain out, starting on Thursday all the way through Sunday. I want to say I know Michael Beard canceled the Bigfoot out in the Galat. Um, I don't know that it's canceled necessarily. I was trying to get a hold of him a little bit earlier today, but I didn't get around to it. But uh, we'll figure out if he's going to reschedule that. I'm sure he will. I mean, the Bigfoot race, one of the biggest foot break races of the year, other than the WFC. Uh, before we get into the show, George, you know, we got to thank those sponsors, TSR Racing Products, Chance Performance Parts, BRG 3D Printed Parts, Syntex Printing out there in Temple, Texas, and of course, Driven Racing, where you can use the code GBR10, get 10% off your order, order $10,000 for all we care, give you 10% off of that entire order, save that money, go enter some races. I heard that. You can't do any better than that, too. Special shout out to Driven for coming on board. Uh, thanks to all the all the uh, sponsors that we have here. You know what to do if you have things that you need, um, especially the TSR. Give those boys a call. Give Give Champ a call. He's pretty good at getting things to your doorstep very quickly. There, uh, of several of us here at Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel, uh, our community can attest to that. Uh, so don't just take our word for it. Go check out for yourself. But yeah, man, definitely uh, kind of sucks to be you right now. I see Irvin ask you in the in the chat saying you right rain the last four days where he's at so i'm sorry to hear that for everybody you know uh kind of getting rained on texas is getting ready to enter into its holy hell weeks and um <laughs> we might not see a drop of water for a long time who knows but uh it's bound to be 100 100 degrees every day too that's right man uh i mean it's it's a love-hate relationship you know because you get past that springtime weather where you got all that great racing weather but there could be rain and you get those torrential downpours out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden you get to about 100 degrees, 110 degree heat index, something like that, and you're wishing that rain came again. So I don't know which one's better and which one's worse, but I can tell you right now, whenever the rain's falling, you can't go drag racing. So that's that's an issue that I have all the time. But uh, yeah, man, the uh, we do have some TV promotion stuff that we get to watch this weekend on Motormania TV, at least while we watch it rain, don't we? That's a fact, man. That's a fact. As a matter of fact, you're taking the words out of my mouth. It's almost like you know what we're about to talk about today on Going Bracket Racing, um, which is unusual because you know we don't generally script anything. But yeah, guys, we got we got some racing to watch. Motormania is going to be bringing us TV's race live from Xenia. Um, root for my old man. He'll be out there. My uncle, a few of his buddies. There's about five of them going, I believe. There may be a few more. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but out there running for, for some for some good money out there, man. I know the warm-up's going to start on Thursday. Gates, I think gates open at noon. Excuse me, on Wednesday. I'm not 100% sure. Ask me after this, and I'll double-check it for you if you need that information. But definitely, gates getting ready to open up out there. Looking forward to seeing some good drag racing over there at Xenia. Uh, Killcare is a top-notch facility, uh, from what I hear, and I've got pretty good sources, guys. So definitely one of the better the better uh, tracks to be prepped. And who better to prep it than Brandon Mass out of Mass uh, Mass Traction? So I mean, the track's definitely going to have some teeth. They may be vampire teeth, they may be just regular molars, but it's going to be some teeth out there regardless. Um, but definitely check that out. And I guess while I'm on the subject, check this out coming out of TV Promotions. I've been hitting at it for a long time, guys. You see that arch in the middle of this uh, of this beautiful flyer here. Um, 
Check this, this St. Louis race out, TB's 50s going on in St. Louis. I'm going to be driving with an entourage, I hope, from, from, from Texas. The, my whole team, my whole crew, us Texas, uh, Texas boys going to be out there to represent. Um, let me know if you want to, if you want to tag along, I'll make sure I let TB know to save up some, uh, you know, some going, going bracket racing parking spots for us all out there. But one thing I want to really highlight in case we can get off into this on the next stream, look at that warm up race buyback setup. Now we can talk about this on another stream, but definitely wanted to shed a little bit of light on something a little bit different as we talked about. Last stream, if you didn't check it, we were talking about, well, how could we make changes to bracket racing? Looks like TB might have heard us. I don't think he heard us because I know this flyer was done, but at least his thought process was along the same way. Uh, I promise you guys here, we didn't know this was going to be happening, uh, but you see it. I'm not going to say mulligan. I'm just going to say progressive buyback because I think that's the best word for it, a progressive buyback. What do you think, Casey? Well, we might as well talk about it right now because, uh, to be honest with you, there's not a whole lot to talk about right now because, like I said, things have been getting rained out. If you watched our show last week, then uh, you'll know we were talking about a bunch of stuff. In fact, Alan Brinkin was the one that gave us the idea over here. He's in the chat right now. What's up, Alan? What's up, Will? What's up, everybody? Oh, I've got Glenn Hoff back in here, too. Bracket Racer 9662, Bracket Racer 1, Old Racer. Anyway, let's... Uh, Let's get back to the topic here. This progressive uh, progressive buyback system for a race, which, by the way, it's 10 grand to win, and it's a free entry. So keep that in mind. Free entry. If you buy back into the second round, you know, you're, you haven't had to pay an entry. It's $100 to buy back in. Okay, that's normal. That's cool. That's what it should have cost to get in that warm-up race anyway. In my opinion, my sh should have been 150 <laughs> the cool thing is if you don't have to buy back second round, you have the opportunity to buy back third round now for 150 bucks, and it goes up 50 bucks every time as long as you haven't bought back. You can only get to buy back one time, though. Right. It's, it's extremely cool because I think the way that I figured it out, at a certain point, if you make it far enough, there might be a point where you could buy back and then get $100 back because you're already in the money, depending on how things work out. But what's really cool about this scenario, in my opinion, is the fact that, say, fifth round comes around. Well, your buybacks, I don't know what that ends up being, but it's going to be its going to be steep, like probably $400 to get into a 10 grand or you know, something like that if you haven't used it yet. But what that gives you the opportunity to do is you go, you go talk to somebody in the pitch. You're like, man, I don't know if I want to spend $400 on a buyback. i got to race the whole rest of the week. There's going to be a couple guys get some money together and be like, all right, well, if it's $400, I'll pay $200, you pay $200, and we'll split it. Or maybe two of your buddies get together and they're like, I got $100, I got $100, and you get $200, and we'll split it that way. It's going to make for a whole lot of fun, in my opinion. And it's going to make for a semi, I guess it could be considered a semi-mulligan race. It's not really a mulligan race. It's a buyback race with mulligan format. Um and a lot higher stakes, obviously, because when you start buying back later in the rounds, it's going to be steep. But you got to also think, how much money are you paying in theory? Let's say you're at 16 cars, and let's just hypothetically say your buyback ends up being like $400, $500, right? Well, the thing is, $500, and mind you, you didn't have to pay to get into this race. You're effectively paying $500 for a shot to win ten grand. and side note, He's not just paying ten grand to the top. He's paying 
10 grand at the top, then runner up money, then semi money, and I want to say eights money. So you're paying $500 in theory to run a 16 car shootout with, you know, roughly a $15,000, $20,000 purse. That's right. Now that doesn't seem too bad. That's right. That's right. Definitely, man. And and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pulling it up right now because I want to get the uh, kind of the payout structure here. But the runner up is getting twenty five hundred semis is getting a thousand quarters is getting five hundred and the eights is getting two fifty. So, yeah, your buyback, if you're in the fifth round and you still have a buyback, there's there's no way you're not going to use it because you've already won money and you might as well say, well, I'm on house money anyway and keep moving. I know there's a lot of people who go to the to the casino and they hit. You know, they might hit the jackpot that one good time and then they're out of there. They're heading home, you know. Uh, but in this particular case with 10 G's on the line, pretty sure most everybody's going to be giving that money back. So um, definitely um, pretty interesting. We'll pick that apart a little bit more, too. I know we were that would kind of piggyback off of what we talked about last week, making things a little bit different. I see JJ Pennington in the chat, man. What's going on? Welcome. I think I saw you out there doing a little drag racing this week, too, man. Let us know how you did. But but uh, excuse me, by the way. Um a lot on our plate today, I would say, Casey, man. Uh, first half of the show, we'll kind of just uh, talk about open topics and, and kind of get your guys' feel for what's going on. But uh, we're also going to introduce uh, returning guests, a couple of good guys. I think there's going to be two. Don't don't quote me. I know for sure there's going to be one. But uh, bringing us something called the Dream Team Challenge, uh, something that a lot of us may not know much about. I know myself. I'm, uh, I'm curious to learn a little bit more about this Dream Team Challenge. Who knows? I, I I think I know five Atchison drag racers. I might be uh, entering that myself one of these days, or four of us in a Beckemeyer or something like that. You know what I mean? So we'll figure it out one way or the other. <laughs> but but uh, definitely, uh, it's we're gonna, gonna be yeah. It's gonna be interesting to learn about, man. And I think uh, speaking of Dream Team, I think JJ Pennington might be uh, might be on there. I was watching Old Cummings Motorsports page earlier, and if you saw me looking down, it's because Galen's actually texting me right now. And uh, he says Brooks down there in Skype, so he might be on here with us also. But we'll be getting to them here in about maybe 15 minutes, somewhere around like that, and uh, get those guys on there and really learn about this whole Dream Team Challenge because it's a, it's a really interesting format. It's really cool format. I think they've been doing it for five years now, and uh, we want to kind of just get some details on it because it's really cool to watch on Motor Mania. But I got another side note here, George, yeah. and I literally just saw this when I was waiting to get on this show right now, to get on GPR Live. By the way, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, go hit it right now. But right while I was waiting to get on this show, before you called me on, on uh, our little video conferencing platform here, I saw something on Bankship. It was at Sacramento Raceway in California um, two days ago, it said. You know how you subscribe on YouTube and then it gives you all your notifications as far as what you missed. Well, they had a ton of index racing out there, and I'm talking index racing like four flat door cars, four sixty door cars. They had something called uh, outlaw dragsters or something. This is all eighth mile racing, uh, and then they had like gasser classes where it's like they must have been running quarter mile. I didn't quite get that far because, like I said, I saw it last minute. But they had like a ten sixty index, and they had like maybe a nine fifty index. And but anyway, the point is, is some of these guys are running these outlaw dirt cars. They call them big dog for index, basically racing pro mods. I mean, effectively out here, you see PDRA doing that in PDRA elite, but it just made me think, I was like, what, what are your thoughts on index racing? As far as you're still bracket racing, 
But what are your thoughts on index racing? We're not talking about super comp, super gas. We're talking about eighth mile index racing, like local track stuff. Well, you know I'm a fan. You know I'm a fan. My dad has been running the 450 index super quick series out of Indiana area for quite a long time. Uh, they travel up into Ohio. They travel to Kentucky. Uh, 450 is the index, but it's bracket racing, man. I mean, you can dial above it. I'm not, I don't know enough, and that's why I want to go into this a little bit more, maybe in a more of an in-depth stream, but I know it's happening around here in the Texas area quite a bit too, where you see a 580 index. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm hoping, Strange, Strange, get your, get your shocks in, 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 in stock, please. I, I, I got some shocks I want to buy from y'all and put them on the back of mold so I can turn him back up and see what kind of horsepower I'll find, or shouldn't I, I shouldn't say horsepower, um, what, what type of traction I can gain from putting a new, you know, a new, you know, some new shocks behind him. So I'm curious about that 580 index, however. So definitely, I think everybody dials 580 in this particular instance. Uh, so it's not quite like super quick where it's, you can't go faster than 450. That's my assumption. Am I right about that? Uh, yeah. So, sorry, I was kind of zoning out there for a second. Cause I was thinking about what I was going to say next to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> But were you, what were you saying about the 450 index deal? So basically, you know, the 450 index, you can dial above 450. In this index class right. that we're talking about, so, I think there's a solid 580 index, for example. Right, right. So, so yeah, the whole super quick stuff is just saying you can't go faster than 450 because it's trying to limit to the amount of money that you can actually spend. Um, now, these index classes that I'm talking about is they say, this is your dialing all the time. It is what it is. If you run it, cool. If you run under it, you break out. If you can't run it, that's your own problem type thing. And uh, so basically what it's doing, in my opinion, is it's requiring you to only spend X amount of dollars. Because, for example, if, if, only, if they only run index racing at your particular track, which it seems like they do that on the East Coast or the West Coast, sorry, a lot. Uh, you'd think I'd know that because I live on the East Coast. But uh, anyway... For example, if they have 650, 600, and 550 index, it no matter what you end up doing, because a lot of times they don't allow you to run electronic throttle stop. It's just like a screw stop at the pedal, which means if you run 650 index, you can only spend so much money because it only takes so much money to go 650, and then at a certain point, you can't slow it down anymore. True. So, because you're using mechanical features like before electronic throttle stops, where, like I said, a pedal stop or only allowing the throttle blades to go so far open. I guess you could use a two-barrel carburetor or a restrictor plate or something or maybe put a massive rear end gear in it um, so it leaves real lazy and runs real hard at the other end. But hmm. in eighth-mile index racing, you effectively can only slow a car down so much because there's just simply not enough time to make everything happen. Um, so I kind of just thought it was interesting because, like I said, I saw it right before this show. And uh, – and what, of course, really caught my eye was the 4.0 index door cars. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but there was a guy with some big 1471 blower down there. <laughs> it's pretty neat for sure. Hopefully we get a little bit more footage on it. Thanks to, Brain, to Bang Shift. Um, maybe I'll go back and kind of sift through their archives to see what I can't find to, to get my eyes on so I can learn a little bit more about the class itself. Um, maybe, uh, you know, uh, have a little bit more knowledge to come and talk to it uh, after the fact as well. So definitely uh definitely sounds pretty fun however uh i've never been super comp racing i've never been super gassing none of that well it, it'd be nice to have a class that i can do that in an omo um not sure what he'd run in super gas i'm pretty sure it'd be decent but um 
you know, nonetheless, I don't have a throttle stop and none of that other stuff either. So, you know, a, a good way to go index racing without having to put so much into my car to be able to do it, like you mentioned, for sure. Right. And here's some, uh, so Dragster Jeff says right here, like 460 blind, there's no time slips and no scoreboards. And I noticed that I didn't know scoreboards were broken or what the deal was. I think he's talking about that bank shift show. Um, and then we got Eric White asking a question here. What about, uh, what do you think about bracket racing? but qualifying on a leaderboard based on best package. So they would have to do some sort of like run for the money, dial for dollars type deal, I guess, um, or just simply require on your time run, you put a uh, you put a dial in on your car and uh, then it's laddered at that point from then on out. That would kind of be interesting. I could see it taking a while, but it would be interesting. Yeah, I really, I really like that idea a little bit. Just basically for crowning a world champion, in my opinion. You have so many drivers who are able to qualify to go to this race that then have to qualify to get into that race. And that's where you throw in the best packages, get into the race. It's kind of a qualifying deal. You run eliminations. Maybe you host a drag race around that to give everybody a race to be able to, to participate in. And the next day you actually crown the world champion. But I do like that idea because I think it's it's just another way to add another wrinkle into um who's the best of the best is basically the way I see it. So um, definitely have to have a time run in my, in my opinion to be able to do that so you can dial your car and get it as close as possible because that's what you would do in any, uh, any other weekend event in the first place. But great question. I actually like it. Urban Askew is saying 590 index is at Northeast Dragway. So the index racing is all over the place, Casey. Maybe just doing a little bit more research. We're going to dig a whole lot of index racing up and um, seems like it'd be pretty cool. So... I want to say they did it a whole lot more a uh, few years back whenever I was talking to a guy, uh, at least in my area anyway. And Northeast Dragway is, is generally in my area um, if we're talking about the same one. But uh, but anyways, um, I just thought the index racing idea was just a cool idea, It uh, especially in the times right now where everybody's worried about where's you know what's going to happen with the economy and things like that. That might be a good route to go because it's seemingly – Seemingly, everybody has multiple vehicles or at least vehicles that can do multiple things anymore. Like, for example, if uh, if if you were in this scenario and you're like, hey, man, there's 650 index. Well, we could just put a restrictor plate on it or unhook the secondaries or something and we'll, we'll go 650s in the truck. You know what I mean? It would just kill it. Sure. Uh, but if, if that's the only racing you can do and that's cheap racing and they're having a good payout and you got 30 cars, let's do it. So be it, right? That's That's kind of how I see it, too. So definitely good it's great i'd love this i think there's got to be a 6.0 class out there somewhere it'd be nice uh, 590 would be nice as well because i'm pretty sure i can handle that you know what i mean but um you know that it would be fun uh, to be able to to compete in those events as well so yeah man i i'm i'm real pumped for this weekend uh, as we we kind of shift back to the kill care race uh, i'm really i'm really pumped to see another promoter have success in a race. This race is completely sold out. If you haven't been watching Going Bracket Racing Facebook page, I've kind of been announcing for a while there, hey, nine entries left. You better get off that fence if you're still on it. Well, if you're still on that fence, it might be too late. I did see there's a few drivers out there who might not be able to make it. There's always a little bit of a, a little bit of people who can't uh, particularly show up for some reason or another that have to sell their entry down the line. So if you're looking for it, I'm pretty sure you can get a hold of Tyler Bohannon or Brian Whitworth 
uh, either one of them will be or me. Just let me know and I'll get a hold of one of them myself. It, it doesn't matter. We'll get you. We'll get you guys squared up if there's any more of those laying around. So um, definitely, uh, definitely going to be a heck of a race. At least we get something to watch on Friday as well. Uh, not 100% sure when the actual Motor Mania stream will start. If it starts on Thursday, more power. Friday, I think it's going to be on Friday. The cool part about that race is it was capped at 330 entries, and uh, it was it's 1050 and a 10 for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday for $520 weekend entries, so it's no surprise that he sold it out. Um, just hope the weather stays with him there on, on that side of the country. It'd be Hopefully the weather doesn't get him like it's getting us out here. And the cool part about it is also they're going to start paying round money at third round. So. Right, right. I see a visitor in the chat too, by the way, guys. I see him back there. Uh, we'll get him on the screen here in a minute and uh, get ready to talk a little bit more about something I've been curious about for a long time. I've watched it. I rewatched, I think, 2021. I watched most of it while I was working today. Uh, kind of sifting through some problems, kind of familiarizing myself with the Dream Team setup, how this whole race works, how it all goes down. And uh, definitely, we'll be coming to you real soon here. Once I see Galen pop in, uh, I'll give him a call right now, see if maybe he's about ready to go. And uh, we'll get Galen on here as well. But I know most of you might have saw Brett Cummins. He's sitting in the, in the bleachers back there waiting on us to get to him. So let's see if I can get Galen in here real quick, too. And we'll get to moving on to the next segment of our show, which is going to be uh, introducing the, the the wonderful minds at the Guaranteed American Bracket Racing Series um, and, and giving them a chance to speak out on some of the things that are coming up uh, in the next, not this week, but the next week, I do believe. So uh, hang in there, guys. I'm going to go. I'm going to cut to a commercial break. It may just be a moment before I get back to you, but let's show some love to TSR and BRG. Be right back to you with a little bit more. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Power Glide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800-394. 5889. BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holders, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts. Have a look at top selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts at telephone number Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Coming to you live. Thank you, TSR. Everything you do for uh, for supporting our community here at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. BRG Motorsports, 3D printed racing parts. Everything you've done for my machine alone. Plastic, uh, P, what is it? PEG plastic, Casey? 
PPG, something like that. Whatever it is, it makes it really <laughs> easy for me to, in the mail. <laughs> whatever it is, it makes it easy for me to, to move about my race car. I've got my helmet hanging. I've got my seat belts kind of magneted behind me. I don't have to look for them. I don't have to close them in the door. There's a few scratches on the door from when I didn't have those all pent up behind me because, oops, I accidentally slammed them in the door. But no strangers on the stream right now. None at all. This, uh, these two guys are not strangers to bracket racing. Uh, all the way from the Great American Bracket Racing Promotions team themselves. We got Britt Cummings and Galen Rollison. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Britt, first of all, I got to ask you, I saw that live stream a little bit earlier today. Is Cole shining that car up or is he still leaving it dirty? Uh, I had to leave and go run an errand, and when I got back, everybody was gone. So, <laughs> no, it did not get clean. <laughs> Well, that's unfortunate. I'm sure we'll get to it tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, so the Great American Dream Team Challenge, I saw Galen was live, uh, I want to say last week, two weeks ago, something like that at this point, and I said, hey, man, I'd love to have you back on and talk about this Dream Team race because I don't think we really got into it so much the last time we had both y'all on, and uh, we kind of wanted to know a little bit of how it worked, especially with it coming up next weekend, right, May 7th or May 19th through – 22nd Motor Mania TV, presented by Scott and Dickey Performance. Is that correct? Yes, sir. SD, SDP Race Shop. Yes, At sir. Holly Springs, Mississippi. So the Gambler's Race starts Thursday, five grand to win and top for 100 bucks. Uh, what's, the, what's the entry for uh, bottom, two grand to win, $50, something like that. So that's easy money right there. Go get them some money, get in that gambler's race. Best deal in bracket racing right here, a 10, 20, and a 20 in top for $400. I don't know if that – is that the double entry type deal or is that the other races? No, that, that, that is, that, that's the other races. This is just the one entry because if we were to, if we were to do the buy one, get one on this, we'd have a 1,000 entries. <laughs> exactly, and I guess while we're on that, well, I guess we can grace that topic real quick because that's your – is that the Stars and Stripes event? The, um, the Stars and Stripes event, the red, well, the, well, that, no, that's the red, white, and blue. The Stars and Stripes was our New Year race. The red, white, and blue race is uh, in June. That is that is the buy one, get one format. And, of course, um, we've expanded that to our new uh, event that we, we, we released, uh, the uh, USA 100K, which will feature buy one, get one. But the Dream Team is um, not that. Like I said, if we did that, we would never get finished. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the Dream Team race is separate from this this uh, 10 20 20 deal, right? And then, of course, I don't want to leave the bottom bulb guys out. 7500 10 grand, and 7500 for 250 bucks. I mean, literally, these are these are the best entry fee prices you're going to get for this kind of money, in my opinion. I wish I wish Hollow Springs wasn't 12 hours away from my house, or I'd be there too, especially with the rain at my house. Right. Right, and let's say this too, because I've seen at least one team I know for sure off the bottom. They may be your returning champions, but it's got Nick Hastings on it, so that doesn't quite shock me any for that team to be champions. And then you throw in Lucas Walker and maybe a couple others. Um, can you can you shout out that whole team? It seems pretty stacked to me, if I might be honest. Yeah, um, <laughs> that team has won the dream team. Mm hmm. Three times. What's that? It was at least twice. Yeah. yeah, well, the first year, Lucas Walker was li listed as the captain. And I, I think it pretty much had the same players on it, but um, you got Rick Bear as the captain. You got Lucas Walker, Nick Hastings, Gage Birch, and mm. Charlie Lockhart. Mm. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty. It's not even fair. 
<laughs> oh man throw the best package you can out is basically what you're saying uh right now it doesn't matter that top five and the way i picture it and, and hopefully i'll give a little bit of context to the going bracket racing youtube channel followers it's the best of five if i'm not right if i'm not wrong about that right yeah um Very good. real quick you know they've won that deal two of the last three years or two years in a row but there are other teams that are in this that are just absolutely ferocious because if I remember correctly, Team Rick Bear was down to, they were down 3-1, I think once or twice, and they had to win three in a row. So they were on the ropes a couple of times. So nice. it's, I mean, those guys are the, as good as it gets, but they were on the ropes a couple of times, you know, but yeah, you know, they, 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 they pulled through. So what are you saying? One, I should go with the underdog, kind of like what happened at the Kentucky Derby, put all my money on the 80-1 to one this time, and watch somebody come from behind and get that I mean, there, there's this one team that you know that uh, in these these guys aren't well well known, but they're tough. I mean, that Danny Paul team with Danny Paul, Daryl Paul, David Hammonds, Thomas Holly, and Drew Porsche. That's that's stout, boy. I mean, that's I mean, if David Hammonds and Thomas Holly, I mean, David Hammonds and Thomas Holly aren't household names. They need to be. Gotcha. And Danny Paul is as good as it gets off the bottom, and Drew don't need any introduction. I mean. That's just one of the teams that, you know, that if Team Rick Barrett knows they have their work cut out for them, i tell you that. <laughs> well, how did you guys come up with this whole Dream Team Challenge and everything? Well, the Dream Team Challenge came, uh, we did that, you know, right after the All-State Challenge. We knew the All-State Challenge was probably going to be a one-time deal, you know, and we wanted to be able to capitalize on that, that team concept. And we wanted to be able to bring the team, the the big money part, and try to give it a bracket finals type of feel. So, and me and Britt talked about it. Britt put a, had a lot of input on it, and we just we come up with the best of five, best of five deal. You know, the all state challenge you had to stay within your state, and it had different classes. You know, but this was you get your best five wherever they're from, Alabama, Mississippi, China, Jupiter. Get your best five <laughs> and show up. Bring them out here. Definitely. So it's uh, and it's uh, it's like an all top versus all top, all bottom versus all bottom. Because the all state deal wasn't it kind of a mismatch of everything. Yeah, the all state had it had a it had an electronics class, a top it had a top bulb dragster, a top bulb door car. It had a bottom bulb class. It had a utility class. It had different different classes in it. The dream team is a thirty two car field electronic top bulb a class uh, race, a sixteen car field. Uh, bottom bowl and a 16 car field, um, 16 team field, I should say, uh, junior dragster. So, yeah, so it's three separate uh, races for uh, three separate classes. Very good. Awesome. Very neat. Definitely throwing in the juniors. I watched a little bit of that today, too. As a matter of fact, uh, pretty neat to throw them, throw them into the mix as well. I'd have to imagine there's a few stacked teams on that as well. Um, oh, yeah. with, with some others who are probably going to contend pretty hard, as well, like you mentioned there. Um, so I think we've kind of touched it a little bit, how the Dream Team Challenge works. It, let me change the question just a little bit. Either one of you can answer, too. Is there a facet of the Dream Team Challenge in the way that it is structured that you would say each team kind of keeps their eyes on? Are they able to pick who their drivers race against, kind of like on a ladder? What's the deal here? Um, well, uh, I'll answer that because Britt puts me, puts me in charge of that deal typically. 
Um, basically, we, um, we, we will call the first two teams to the staging lanes. They'll line up side by side. We'll get all um, five team members from each team. We'll flip, a, we'll flip a quarter, and whoever wins the coin flip, they get to pick the first and third matchups. Whoever don't win the coin flip picks, picks the second and fourth matchups, and the fifth is the fifth. And all uh, all lane choices are determined by a coin flip. Gotcha. Got so, so Britt, you got a team in this? Are you allowed to race this? No, no. Uh, Slate and Cold, they are each on a team. Uh, we allowed them to, because it was a specialty race, we allowed them to uh, run it. Um, and Slate's been on some good teams. And Cole's team, the first year, I think, semi uh, mm-hmm. had their team on the ropes. And uh, I'm going to call out Nick Smith here, you know, the world champion Nick Smith. I think he took 60 uh, for the loss that cost him the, uh, going to the finals. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he did for my cones in the He took lane, 60 or he got Given 60. He took 60. One thing Galen didn't hit on was the on Thursday night, we will, on the starting line, we will draw chips out of a bag or, or names out of a bag, and that's how the ladder is set up. Uh, and the ladder stays the same, you know, um, during the whole race. And something else y'all didn't hit on is you can lose – an individual can lose on their team, but if your team wins, everybody goes to the next round. Everybody's eligible to compete again. And uh, also, it is 100% payback. So, you know. Uh, uh, get some good money then. This is exactly. Top ball is going to be running for 48000 Wow. Oof. So, what's the, uh, I guess, what's the strategy that you've noticed people people utilizing? Like, for example, if you got a, if you got a, Slate Cummings on your team, for example, do you try to run him first? Do you try to run him last? Like, if you got a Slate and Casey and George, what's your plan here? <laughs> well, from, from what I've seen, and Galen, Galen is more involved in that process of it, you know, I, I pretty much call the teams. I call the race to the staging lanes is what I do. and um, But Galen is in, the, in all that. But some teams that I've noticed, they will come to the staging lanes like they are going to run. And they'll tell the team, y'all can flip the quarter, whatever you want. We're running them as you see them. So y'all decide who y'all want. You know, it doesn't matter. They come with a pre, pre-game plan, and uh, they stick with it. Some other teams, there's a lot of strategy, you know. Uh, you know, there's a lot of thinking goes on. Uh, and then Galen take over because you, you see a lot more in that than I do. Yeah, Brett, you pretty you kind of nailed that head on. You, would, you see these the cool part about the Dream Team is before we start calling – calling racers to the lanes, you'll see all their teams at their pits formulating, a, you know, finalizing their strategy. They've already probably talked about a first-round strategy because we, we, we drew the ladders, on, set the ladders the, the night before. So on Friday, they, you'll see a lot of the teams huddled up trying to go over again their final strategy. And like Britt said, some of them will come straight to the lane as they want to run, and they'll tell the, they'll tell one team, pick uh, who we don't care, you know, Try to they try to put implement that um, intimidation strategy. Some teams, you know, it take they they put a lot of thought into uh, who they want to run. I mean, it, it's been times where it, it took up to five minutes to figure out what a team was going to do because they were trying to get they trying to get their best possible matchups. And I've, I've seen 
teams bring up bring a uh, notepad to the staging lanes with all with four or five different scenarios of how they think it might go if it don't go that way we're going to go this way so there's the, the strategy starts thursday night after the after the uh the ladder's drawn that's for me in a in a scenario uh you know just strategy and stuff like that kind of like what we're talking about here and intimidation factors etc cetera, etc cetera. in my opinion uh well, I guess I'll just ask your opinion and the opinions of what a lot of people uh, have going on out there. If you have a Nick Hastings up here and you have a relatively unknown person, let we all know they're on the same team right now, but let's just say you have Team Lucas Walker, Team, team Nick Hastings. Now, your, your normal scenario would be clearly you want Lucas and Nick to run each other, right, in theory. That's what a lot of people would think. Do you want to send the unknown guy up there because Nick has no idea how he races or Lucas, whatever, and that guy can just throw a shot in the dark. This might be the best local racer you have out there that is as good as Nick Hastings, and he doesn't know. Well, I, I think that is a strategy. I've seen strategies where teams have got together. Of course, they have to have to, they have to have a heart to heart. They have to say, "Who's our best racer?" Mm-hmm. Because you, right. you, you want your best racer going down the track. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, I've seen some. Some put their best guy up first, third. I've seen some put them last at, with the theory of if our lives are on the line, who, who do we want up there? Back. Yep. So, I mean, it's man, there's so many strategies. But for me, I would want my best racer at least going down the track. You know, so first, right. second, third. Then then try to strategize from that. I got you. Me. I got you because That's, if you lose three in a row, your best, your best driver doesn't matter anymore. Uh, right. First yeah. one to three is taking the next, taking it into the next round. That's that's pretty neat. I, 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 I've just been having an epiphany here. How do we get a camera inside of the of those deliberations per se? I think it'd be neat to watch, uh, kind of like almost Street Outlaws we, even. Last year, you did last that. year. Jay Cobbs was live with a handheld camera with uh, Mark Walter, and they did it in the stage lanes. I think the first matchup was actually a team slate was on on the bottom bulb side and um, somebody stepped up and said, uh, I'm going to call out Slate Cummins. <laughs> on camera. Which, uh, I, I think I remember how that ended up, but I mean, you know, we do allow call outs. Hey, we allow call outs before we draw for uh, the ladder, you know, because certain two teams want to run each other. Somebody wants to call somebody out and they accept it. We'll put them on a the ladder one and two. Now that's pretty yeah, neat, guys. That's pretty neat. Are we going to have Motor Mania in the pits for that again this year? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like the coolest part about that is, uh, in my opinion, that captures your, I mean, it's run, you know, and you took a video of the teams cheering each other. The best, to me, that's the best part of that whole thing is watching racers go down the track, come back down their turn road, jump out of their race car and run to the fence and root their teammates <laughs> on. That is, and then, that, that, that that is minimizing what the dream team's all about. And then they scream like little girls every time their <laughs> their their twin light comes on. You know it. it you know to see JJ Pennington, Jared Pennington, get excited, and you know lo- loses composure a little bit with excitement over a drag race. We all know he's been there, done that. He's seen that. That was the. That, that's a big thing. You know, um, as a as as. Me calling the, the 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 teams to the staging lanes and watching it all unfold. Galen's back here doing what he's doing. Um, 
It is the most exciting thing I've ever been a part of every year, and it gets better and more exciting every year. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree with Brent more. I mean, that when I wake up Friday morning and Saturday, man, I am jacked up, man. I'm ready. I am. I am ready, man. It is just, it is so cool to see the atmosphere. You know, I've I spoke on this a couple times. I mean, Britt, Britt can, he can verify this, that we've had, we've had big time racers that support this dream team race. They, you know, they've, they've, they've been in all kinds of big money finals, no split finals, but when they were staged up in the dream team and they had, they had to turn the wind light on for their team, for the, their team to continue to walk, they said, uh, their hearts get to beat a couple times. You know, that I think that's cool that not only you're winning for yourself, but you're winning for four other racers. And I think that adds a different level. And I, I don't think that's something you can prepare for unless you've done it. No, exactly. And that's, that is uh, something that's really cool because like you said, you're seeing these guys who have been there and done that in their, and you know, it's, it's winning the race isn't a big deal for a lot of people. Like you don't really see uh, people like Jeff Sarah get out of a car and freak out anymore. Nick Hastings, I mean, they expect to win almost. Um, but whenever they win a race like that, especially whenever it's maybe they're out and it's, it's cooler to see them be happy when their buddy keeps them going. Like that's what happened with Jared last year, wasn't it? That he, was he out or did he, was he the one that won it for him? I can't remember, but it seems like that's what kept him in it was the fact that his buddy came through and won it. And then he's more excited for his buddy to win like back in the day, you know? Well, I think it was Jared was on the fence. It was Larry and his brother Dwayne. So it either had to been Tyler or uh, Nick Ross. I think it was Nick that turned the wind light on that won the whole deal for him. Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah. And can I add that I don't I don't think it was the final round, but in the semis, uh, Larry Martin's team, the team that won it, I'm pretty confident in saying that as a team, they were like 17 or 18 total. Am I right, Galen? It was the most one of the most impressive rounds I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I think that's right. I think between all all four of them or three of them, which says a lot for the other team for them to for for it to be to go that far. The other team had to be putting out some good runs too. But I think, Greg, you're right. I think between all five of them together, they were sub twenty. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's saying a lot for five guys or five guys to go down the track and be. That doggone good for crying out loud! Who, it's who, called the Dream Team for a reason. For a reason, yeah. Casey, did, Casey. Did we ask who are the past winners? I don't believe so. Okay, yeah, I'd like to know who are what team. I guess I guess I know the bottom bulb side of it. I don't remember the top bulb, however. And then okay. what juniors as well? Year one, I, year one. I do know that Team Richardson and Brad won top and bottom bulb. They they clean swept it. That was wow. year one. Wow. So Galen, go ahead. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. I have that information. I'm sure. Um, Britt, I think you were talking. That was the second year that uh, that they won it. I think the first year it was Brody Quick's team that won that won the uh, top bowl. I think Richardson swept top and bottom the second year. Okay. Uh, if if I remember correctly. Um, I've got that information right here somewhere. I got so much stuff open, but I know that uh, um, my first year at Holly Springs two years ago, it was um, 
team, uh, I think it was the team with Justin Albritton, Billy Fuller, Alan Wickle. Trampa Stewart. Trampa Stewart. I think it was Team Trampa Stewart won it. Yeah. And, of course, Team Rick Bear has won it both times at Holly Springs so far. They won it. They won it. Yeah. They've won it. Those, those racers have won it uh, three out of four times. Wow. I think a couple of times – there, there might have been one or two pieces different, but for the most part, that that was that was the team. So I mean, it's, there's some there's some big tradition, and it, and me and Britt go back. We talk about this sometimes how impressive it was that second year when Team Richardson, which had Brad Burrell, um and all the Richardsons on it, they won top and bottom. And I remember Britt, I remember Britt specifically saying that uh, uh, the Richardson family uh, kind of claimed their stake. They're still. <laughs> Something to deal with. <laughs> yeah, they don't suck. No, no, yeah, they don't. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got this one, Casey. Number five. Oh, this is gonna be a uh, this is gonna be a good question right here. It's the <laughs> easiest question, but it's the hardest question at the same time. That's true. Who's your pick to win this year? Whose team's gonna win? Well, if you're a betting man, I don't know. Which I'm not. Brit's a betting man. I'm not. I, I'm, I just can't make myself do it. But I, I don't know how you bet against a team that's won one three out of four years. I mean, yeah. top bowl. I, I can't say, man. That I mean that that top bowl team. Um, I've got it right here. I mean, I can run you through a couple of the teams that are just unbelievable. Um, mm. of course you got you got team uh Williams that has uh. Um, you see, it has uh, Troy Williams, Gary Williams, Donovan Williams, Ryan Harriman, and Gage Burge. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh my God. I've heard that all good. <laughs> That's what I heard. And you can't, you can't leave out Team Alabama, what we call them, Larry Martin, Dwayne Martin, Jared Pennington, Nick Ross, Tyler Roach. They're capable. I think um, uh, the team that team uh, – where's that one team? It's – Adam Russell's team's got Adam Russell, Blake Cummins, J.R. Barclay, Bryce wow. Self, and uh, Daniel Rollison. I wow. think that's a quality team. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the team Rick Bear's good, which has uh, Lane Dickin, Todd Thompson, James Barnes, and Tucker Kanzalar. Uh But if you had to pick a sleeper, I think I would need to go with Danny Paul, Thomas Holly, David Hammond, Stephen Barnett, Stacey Carpenter. That, that's a sleeper. I mean, th- th- those guys can race. They don't. They don't get out too often, but they can get. They can get out there. Then you got Richardson team. You yeah. got Blake, Ryan Richardson, Evan Richardson, Adam Davis, and Brad Pearl. I mean, that'd be that. There's as a gambler, as Galen says, I am. If I had to lay money on it, I would go with whatever give me the best odds because any team is capable of winning. Oh, yeah. All, As all a gambler, I, I would go with the best odds. Yeah. Hmm. It's, uh, I mean, every team on here, you got Justin Albritt, Alan Wickle, Billy Ford Jr., Tracy Guffey, Tra- Travis Barnett. I mean, everybody's got solid racers. I mean, that's why they call it dream team. They just don't go pick up a bunch of scrubs. They're going after, they're getting the racers that can best put them in a situation to be successful. So, um, I'm not gonna pick a team in top bowl. I'm not gonna pick a team in bottom bowl for junior dragsters because, first and foremost, I never would want to disrespect any of these teams because they, they're they're all great teams. But like Britt says, you know, to bet against a team on bottom bowl that's one of three out of four years. I mean, I, that's 
that'd be a hard sell to bet against those fellows. But you know, it's uh, that's what makes it great, man. Is anybody can win. You know, you're only good as your last pass. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's pretty neat. No, my last, my last pass is usually not that great either. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and and we let's even bring it a little further with the bottom bulb side. Nick Hastings is a GABR, you know, fan. He wins something at every one of our races. I, if I'm not mistaken, he clean swept last year the regular races, didn't he, Galen? Uh, I think it Green was two team. years. I think it was two years ago. He won everything he entered. Then last year he won the Dream Team, and I think he won Friday night. And I think he may, and I think Saturday he came up a little bit short. But his record at the Dream Team is a, uh, it's. At all great American races, his record is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he's True. done well at a million. He's, I mean, he's really bad for business. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming, everybody's not coming, huh? I get it. I get it. <laughs> speaking, oh. of, uh, speaking of Nick Hates things, this is something I was just talking to George about earlier in the week, and a couple of my buddies, you know how you always got that group text with your racing buddies, and we were talking about Luke and Jed were talking greatest of all time type stuff the other day, I want to say, and I was, I was talking to all these guys, Obviously, we know Nick Hastings is going to be one of the greatest of all time. He already is one of the greatest of all time. How much longer does he have to be at the level he is right now to be considered in that top-tier greatest of all time? I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to have to be a little bit because I think his resume is stout. But uh, go ahead, Britt. After all, I'm First time at one of our races, I predicted four years ago that he would go down as the greatest of all time. Uh, all, all, period, number one. Number period. One. Yes. Yep. He, it doesn't matter if he's bottom bub, top bub, dragster, door car. He, he's running a 420 car, a, a 520 dragster. It doesn't matter. He drives the wheels off of whatever he's in, and um, it's very, very impressive. And I've seen a lot of stuff in my lifetime. You know, um, he will go down as, as the best of all time, I think. Hey, I, I agree with I, I agree with Britt. I think at the end of the day, I think he will. I just think that maybe he have, he's going to have to put a more, more, few more years under his belt because, you know, yes, Scotty Richardson, you know, that did it for his body of work covered a longer time. You know, Gary Williams, as Luke and Jeff said, their body of work has been for 20-plus years. They've won and won and won. And if if Nick if Nick can achieve that longevity, yes, he he definitely has the ability to be able to, to, to uh, be goat status. I mean, and the thing about Nick Hastings is he is so one thing that I respect about him so much is he's just so down to earth, man. He is nice to everybody, man, and you know that's that's refreshing to see that how 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 he uh, how how humble he is, you know. I, I've never seen him without a smile on his face. You know, that's what's good about it. And, and, and let me retract a little bit. Right now, if I, right now, I have Gary Williams as the best of all time. That's done it. You know, he's done it before social media. He's done it before cell phones. He's done it before any type of videos, Motor Mania, and he's still doing it. Um, you know, right now he he's at the top of my list. And if you go by. People on races entered, you know, Peter Biondo is right there. Peter Biondo, you know, he, he wins in everything. Whenever he goes in races, he's usually going to be in a final. So, you know, between Gary and Peter right now, I'm going to say they're at the top of the list. No disrespect to Scotty or Edmund or any of them. 
that's just my opinion. I'm allowed to have that. That's a fact. Is there is there something to be said also about the fact that those guys invented the style of driving that Nick Hastings has used to be so successful, and the fact that you know it's one thing to pick something up that say your dad taught you how to you know use a hammer or something. It's one thing to learn to use it yourself to build a house, and it's another thing to learn to build a house all by yourself. Is there something to be said for that? Yeah, I agree with that because I think that – and Britt agree with this. I think the Richardson family was way ahead of their time with their, their style of racing. Yeah. They were way ahead of their time, and that's why they were so dominant because, you know, they, they were just they were just two or three steps ahead of everybody. When somebody called up, they changed their style. They adapted. And, uh, um, but, yeah, I think that that type of racing is, you know, kind of – led the way to the Nick Hastings of the world. Yeah, you can you can say the same. While the Richardsons were dominating NHRA competition, the Williams were dominating bracket racing. Bracket racing, yep. And all in the same kind of style. They had it figured out before a lot of people did. The fact that, uh, speaking of that, the fact that Troy, what was it, a couple years ago, randomly decided he was going to run Super Comp or something, or <laughs> was it whatever, and then all of a sudden he about wins the world championship. And U.S. Nationals. He, right. he won the U.S. Right. Nationals. That's a fact. He won the U.S. Nationals. Yeah. So. And, and Gary's entered, uh, I think, two national events in his lifetime, and I think he's won both in Super Comp, one in Chicago and one in Gainesville. That's an impressive number. I expected that to be a whole lot higher for a, a driver of the caliber of Gary Williams to only have run just two NHRA events. That's that's. Uh, I thought it was going to be a little, <laughs> a little higher than well, that. I, I think that kind of speaks to – what bracket racing is you know i mean as Britt would say no disrespect to nhra but when you can go race three different races in the same weekend though know, like this weekend you can go run for 10 20 and 20 for 400 you know or you can go to an nhra race and pay 300 dollars to race for 1500 i mean to me that's a for me no brainer as a no brainer you know and especially that's, that's my, just my opinion and especially whenever you do it in the way that, it, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know Gary Williams personally, but I've known of him for my entire life. And I think this is the only job he's ever had is driving race cars, isn't it? So if you're talking about uh, no, yeah. it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> and for a long time, yes, that's what him and Troy did uh, to pay the bills. But they actually, uh, they grew up and, uh, you know, Troy, he's, whether anybody knows him or not, Troy has a marketing degree. And, uh, you know, he does all the marketing for FTI. And Gary um, had a car hauling business for about the past 10, at least 10 years uh, that he's been doing. Okay. Interesting. Well, I can tell you, Donovan learned a whole lot from his, from his uncle, hadn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he's just now, I, I thought he would have started, quote unquote, dominating sooner. Uh, but he's there now he he's he's got the williams name and he's living up to it uh he's pretty much he he, he lays down good laps and don't make many mistakes That's and let's be honest in bracket racing is he, he who makes the least amount of mistakes wins yeah he's right. definitely he's definitely put everybody on notice after after well after what he what he pulled off at montgomery at the at, at that race yeah. so he's he's definitely living up to the name for sure i even taken two i think he took two pretty deep at the fling whereas where Gary ended up winning it. He took two down deep. Uh, he might have run into a couple of stiff shots, but um, to take two down, I think nine, that's doing something in the first place. So, um, oh, yeah. That's doing something, especially at a fling event. 
uh, or any event for that matter where everybody who's anybody good is at. You know what I mean? Um, so definitely. Well, before we let Drink. you guys get out of here, I know you got a lot of sponsors. Like, I'm surprised I haven't seen Britt change his hat like 17 <laughs> times yet. You know what I mean? Man, but, I, I've been an electrician today. I've been a parking lot striper. <laughs> I've been a grocery shopper. Um, I'm going to be a pool pool plasterer here in a little while. Uh, I've done a little bit of everything today. I'm sorry I didn't have my all my hats ready. No hats, no hats. He says he's hooking those good. LEDs up. <laughs> he said he's about still shocking piss out of stuff. Still got to be a car to teller too, evidently. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I wanted to touch on the green team. One thing that we've, we've done and we tried to we are, we're only going to run first round of the dream team of the top bulb and bottom bulb on Friday. Then we finish it on Saturday. So, you know, it kind of brings that national event kind of feel to it to where you're running on multiple days. I mean, it, it, it really brings the best out of every racer because, you know, you're not racing at all on one day, except for the junior dragsters. We, we race all that one day, all, all of that, um, on a Saturday. And uh, that's fun too, watching them parents cheer on their kids, man. That is, watching them parents jump up and down the start line. That's that's cool. That's cool. But uh, as me and Britt said, uh, this is absolutely our favorite event we've ever put on. And of course, we're biased, but we think it's the coolest event in bracket racing. We really feel that way. Yeah, I can't really mention one to rival it, especially with that best of three kind of five, you know, five on five. Um, no holds barred type of racing. Like you said, you get two to two and you got who you got to save us. That goes for yeah. both teams. You know what I mean? It's two to two. Who's going to lay, who's going to put the number down? You know, um, definitely to bring a much needed spin to, it's it's one of those races I'll put on my bucket list, put it that way. Um, yeah, like I cool. said, I know four Atchison's easily who could get in on that. And then a Beckmeyer who might want to, want to, uh, want to, want to be our acre or something. Who knows? I don't know, but that'd be fun to get into for sure. And the cool part is when we have great announcers like Ryan Gledhorn and Jake Hodge, you know, when they're announcing it, and it's tied 2-2, and obviously they're getting into it, and they're getting everybody there into it, man. It is, it's a different, it's a different atmosphere, man. It especially before first round, the, the feeling you get is is like you feel like something special is getting ready to happen every single time. Oh man. So I know I know for a fact you guys got somebody to thank uh, as I'm losing a little bit of connection here. I've been going through a little bit of struggles, but it'll come back to us. Uh, who you guys got to thank? We're still live. I'll let Britt take that. He's he, he he's the. Well, I have nothing in front of me, uh, so I'm going to miss someone. So bring it up, Galen. Anybody I miss, you're going to have to uh, chime in. Um, Moser Engineering, they've been with us from the beginning. It's the Moser Engineering Great American Bracket Races. Scoggin-Dickey Park Center and Chevrolet Performance. They stepped in as a title sponsor of this event as well as a couple of other events. FTI, JEGS, uh, Larice Motorsports Insurance. You know, we I'm personal friends with Ross Larice and um, Holden. They, uh, you, they're a household name now. If you don't have race car insurance, you should. I mean, we spent $5,000 on the transmission without thinking about it. You, you, it's way less than that to have insurance on all your racing stuff. So that's their flow. Um, Automator's been with us. Mazir, um, BG, Comp Cams, um, Renegade Fuel, Renegade Race Fuel, the official fuel uh, of the uh, Great American Bracket Races. Um, 
drag race solutions. FTI, um, FTI on site, uh, Fuel Tech, Jegs, Drag Race Solutions, Mickey Thompson, uh, Pro One Alliance Racewear, Fine Line Signs and Graphics, Penske, RBZ Billet. I mean, those those are just some of the some of our sponsors that helped make this event as 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 big as it is. And we actually, we've got Goodyear on board. Uh, they came on board last year for the million, and uh, they will be giving away uh, three sets of tires next weekend as a round sponsor. Uh, so we're, you know, I'm a Mickey Thompson guy, but, you know, Goodyear come in, and uh, they're giving away product along with Mickey Thompson. And, um, you know, there's there's plenty of other people. Comp Cams has always came through uh, at there in Memphis. You know, they'll walk up and say, here's a bunch of certificates. Let's give them out any way you can. Um, uh, something new this year uh, for the Dream Team. Galen, you don't know about this one. I kind of hit on it on my Facebook Live today. But, uh, I heard it. Stephen Hughes and uh, the pullout, the pullout bars. Uh, we're going to have an award called You Should Have Pulled Out. Gleghorn <laughs> <laughs> uh, is going to come up with a number of, uh, just say, let's, let's start with 500s. If you follow somebody through more than 500s and lose a double breakout, you should have pulled out. You should have pulled out. All that things that they come up with are going to go in a hat, and they're going to draw, after first round on Sunday, they're going to draw a winner to get two free pullout bars. Now, obviously, it's going to be a dragster guy. True. So, True. so that's a new one we have this year. You should have pulled out. <laughs> and, and we definitely and it would be a failure on our part you know going to holly springs um we're going to have a heavy heart man we ain't going to have our buddy jabbo with us and we're going to have a, a moment of silence for him you know he, he's not here no more but you know what he's done for his he'll be there with us you know, but we're still going to have a heavy heart, man. We miss that guy, man. I miss talking to him. I'm missing his smile. I, I just, I miss him a lot. I was going back through three years of text messages from him uh, last night, actually. And, uh, yeah, I, I got a little choked up every now and then reading some of the stuff we were going back and forth on. Um, and, and we have to thank Frank Tech too. Uh, you know, um, Frank is our eyes in the sky. He, he tells us. You know, uh, if there's a problem, the racer generally comes to us, and our first, the first thing we tell them is go see Frank. We have video. If Frank needs us, he'll call us. There's been a couple times he's had to call us, but pretty much Frank is our eyes in the skies, and we trust him with a lot of decisions he makes. If there's anything uh, he's on the fence about, he will call me and get him up there, and we will um, help him out with the decision. Yeah, Frank comes in, and he, he, uh, he double-checks our rollouts for us. Um, Lane to Lane, uh, uh, he's he, he he is a vital part of our team. You know, he he definitely um he he's a big part of our picture. He's a big part of our success. And me and Britt firmly believe that uh, for us to be successful, for GABR to be successful, we have to surround ourselves with um, people we can trust, have been talented people, and we have that and everybody that's around us. So it's just not about me and Britt. It's about it's about the team GABR. I mean, it's just not being brilliant. It's about Bo Cantrell on the back of the staging lane. It's about Joel Boyd on the start line or, or wherever we need him. He, he, he can do anything. Uh, Frank's daughter's been a part of the Great American Bracket Race. Jennifer and Morgan, um, it, it just your mom and dad, Kim and Galen. Yeah. 
it's special for me because my mom and dad come and they run the front gate. Um, my wife, Jennifer, my daughter, Morgan. Um, I, I want to say Morgan Rawlison, but now it's Morgan June Brony because she got married. <laughs> I'm still getting used to that. Um, they run down, they, 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 they run, they run registration and, uh, I forget how hard that is. <laughs> I mean, for, man, that is a job, man. For, and for, for, for what they do, as long as they've done it, you know, me personally, I think they're the best at it. I mean, they come prepared and they're really good at it. And, uh, um, but and you put Morgan's her personality into it, you know, I mean, it's, they're, they're great that they're perfect for it. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, man. So again, guys, don't forget about it. That's the reason why GAB is one of the best that's out there right now. Great American Dream Team Challenge next weekend, May 19th through 22nd, Murder Mania TV. You're going to get to see all that No Prep King stuff you guys like to see only in real life where it's actually <laughs> not made up and makes sense. That's right. But, <laughs> so we, would love to, we would love to come back on here in the next couple months and uh, before July 12th. <laughs> come on, you got your seat's warm. All you got to do is say the word. Dude. Come we on want, back. We, we're hanging. We, we, we're taking the buy one, get one to another level. We're going to do that uh, Great American USA 100K for 798. You get two entries for 100,000 to win. Um, and so, limited to 200, right? What's that? And hey. limited to 200. 200, 200, top 200 ball, entries? 200 racers and 200 top ball racers and 25 bottom ball racers. So it'll be a total of 450 entries. Everybody will be doubled. We think this is a really great play because with gas prices it that's the major expense getting to the racetracks so the racers are getting two entries they get to make the make, make the most amount of passes and somebody that feels like they're not on the same level as as far as other racers because they only have one now they have two we just think it's win 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 all the way around and uh um we've gotten a lot of uh great comments and feedback on it and um i don't i would be surprised if that race sells that in five minutes where i would that, not be surprised. where are you having that race at Man, we are going back to Capital City Motorsports Park where we did the Guaranteed Million last year. Ben Willis and team, they've taken over that facility. And to say they gave it a facelift would be a fallacy. Hmm. They basically turned that whole facility in a brand new facility. And that is, um, that place is top notch now. It's one of the best places, if not one of the best places in the deep south of the race. That's what I heard about it. I heard that basically the, the, the analogy that I heard was, they bought the land and built a new track on it. Hmm. I, I agree. I mean, they 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 spared no expense. I mean, no expense, and uh, it just made sense that uh, um, for us to go there and uh, support that facility because, you know, like I said, Ben and his team have done. It, it's it, it's you would have thought that that track would have gotten to that it could not be recovered, but they did. And I hear the facility, and I know that the racing surface itself is as good as anywhere. Well, definitely. Whenever you're ready to come back, I'd like to know more about that race flyer, whatever you got. Let me see it, and and I'll throw it out there as best as I can. As a matter of fact, so uh, keep keep me in the loop with that one. I'd like to know more about that. And we'd love to have you come come to our races, and uh, you know, have have your team come to our races, cover our races, man. Y'all let us know, and we'll leave a light on for y'all. Hey, sounds good. We'd love to, man. Sounds Before good. we get off this show, though, you know, George, we got to thank TSO Racing Products, Chance Performance Parts, BRG 3D Printed Racing Parts, Syntex Printing out there in Temple, Texan, Texas. 
Running out of breath there. Ran out of John Forrest right there. <laughs> Use the code GBR10 and you'll get 10% off your order that driven racing or methanol specific. I know these guys don't necessarily use methanol, but I can tell you right now, it destroys your and whatever you get that driven in there, it won't do it anymore. Those bearings look brand new. GBR10. Use it on Driven's website for anything you want. Well, I heard that, guys. And you know how we do it here every Tuesday uh, at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. I'll see you next Tuesday with another episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our guests for, for, for jumping on with us. Guys, racers, make sure you show a lot of love to the guaranteed American, team, American Bracket Racing team. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one, guys.